welcome to Movie Film Studios, the only podcast that takes you inside the mind of two film studio executives as we unravel and then re-ravel the best that Hollywood has to offer. I'm Isaac. And I'm AJ. And this week we ask, why so serious? Yet again, as a young kid gets embroiled into a world of a spy who's also employed his Uber driver to create the ultimate crime-fighting trio. But before we get into something new, it's time for something old as we check in on our last feature in Box Office Report. And last week we released the rebooted uh, Nickelodeon kids film we rebooted Blue's Clues. Uh, yeah, the the we film did. was called Traces of Blue and yep. it was a, a gritty film noir detective yep. story. How did that go this week, AJ? Uh, it went really, really well. Uh, audiences like loved it. Uh, obviously, the uh, original um, audience for Blue's Clues isn't quite old enough to watch this film yet, but the parents of those kids went along and, and saw it and they were like, oh, here's that, um, here's that TV show that was always on in the background annoying the absolute crap out of me and now it's a <laughs> film that I can actually watch. So the film itself went really, really well, but I'm really, really ashamed of what we've done. Okay. So we have, as a result of the success of this film, have spawned a massive copycat uh, fervor in the industry and we are seeing some of the most horrific and disturbing reboots of kids shows that I've ever seen right so they did some studio did a reboot of Teletubbies and it's just a torture porn film Ooh, now. oh um, it's it's horrifying and I just like all these classic childhood shows that I watch like Naughty don't, don't go see Naughty don't go see the reboot of Naughty Clay's like oh man he nods all right <laughs> as he's stabbing you multiple times oh, God. It's like Noddy the serial killer yeah. Jesus yeah it's oh. horrifying um, but the thing is like it's all our fault we we proved that gritty dark uh, grim reboots of old kids TV shows is a is an absolute money maker and honestly like I, I can't take it anymore I can't I can't it's, go to the it's like a, a certain part of your childhood is just sort of being it's, ripped it's away it's much, much like the tebby, Teletubbies have been yeah. ripping the flesh <laughs> off each other's bones in that saw-like torture film. exactly yeah uh, I think we're going to have to reboot the films yet again and bring them back to the childlike yeah. wonder and innocence. I mean, we did we have remember. the idea of doing like a, a bit of a buddy cop thing with yeah. uh, with Blue and the uh uh, his Steve, I think Steve, he's, yeah, yes. is is offsider was, which does kind of lead us a little bit neatly into an unforeseen <laughs> theme of this week's uh, two thirds of this week's film. Indeed, involved was... Dave Bautista and an unlikely buddy <laughs> cop of some description. It was almost a theme week, but we didn't almost. find a third. If Dave only Bautista Dave film. Bautista could have released another buddy cop film <laughs> in, in this week. Yeah. Although he, as I think, as we mentioned, as we were watching the films, he was uh, an auxiliary character in the. Uh, the uh, the Ip, Ip Man, Man Chronicles? Chronicles, I think, yeah. So uh, he's uh, a busy, busy boy. He's getting around. He's getting. Around. I mean, there's just not enough Dwayne the Rock Johnson to go around, <laughs> and Dave Bautista's <laughs> filling in the cracks. That's so. right. Yeah. All right. That brings us very nicely to this week and trailers. And before we get to the Dave Bautista fest, that is this week's episode. We're going to go with. Joker, directed by Todd Phillips and starring Joaquin Phoenix, Robert De Niro, and Zazie Beetz. Arthur, does it help to have someone to talk to? My mother always tells me to smile and put on a happy face. She told me I had a purpose to bring laughter and joy to the world. Is it just me? Or is it getting crazier out there? Smile. 
This is a nice... Uh, this is interesting. I quite like the look of this. It uh, doesn't feel like the garbage DC's been putting yeah, out for a really yeah, long time. Yeah. It also, like, thinking about it, doesn't have a look of a film that's full of CG, special effects, yep. big battles, car yep. crashing, yep. Um, green it, screen nonsense. Yeah. It looks like a properly it's a, shot... It's a it character like, film. It's yeah. supposedly from the very early 80s. It looked to me like 70s, apparently 81 is where it's set, and it yep. feels like it is of that era. Yep. Uh, so we are dealing with the origin story of the Joker, which surprisingly is a tale that hasn't really been told in uh, sort of live action form, unless you count the very brief backstory in the uh, 1989 Batman film with Jack Nicholson. Um, so Joaquin Phoenix plays the titular character. Um, he is a failed comedian or he's a sort of he's trying to be a comedian, um, but his life is not really going that well. Um, there's sort of shots of him sort of playing a a clown who is uh, you know spinning one of those um, yeah uh, sign those signs those little advertising signs there's shades of Norman Bates in this a as little well bit, yeah. a, a little bit of a, a, a slightly too close personal yep. relationship with yep. his mother a little bit of taxi driver as yep. well uh, sort of a basically like a one man who's been wronged by the entire world uh, as this trailer seems to be and he sort of starts a dark descent into his own psyche and, and so on and so yeah. forth until he emerges I mean as... we, we've all seen the result of, of what emerges on the other side yeah but... exactly um, so but yeah it looks like again it looks way better than anything Warner Brothers has done and in especially with a, an actor of the caliber of Joachim Phoenix yeah. getting involved to oh, play yeah. the lead character yep. I always thought it was a bit weird obviously we had um, uh, Jared Leto yeah um, in the most recent iteration of the Joker in Suicide Squad, and and he was creepy as, but like really. But he's not an Oscar. Actually, I was going to say he absolutely is. I <laughs> think he won for Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah. All right, my argument is just fallen to pieces. Yep. I'm sorry, Joaquin Phoenix, Heath Ledger won for that. Jack, 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 on, Jack of... Nicholson is like the, the I... most uh, awarded it's... male actor, I think, in terms I'm, of the Academy. I'm pretty sure that the only Joker who hasn't won an Academy Award is Cesar Romero from, from the original from the original Bat- Batman, Batman TV series. And to be honest, like the sort of last few shots of this trailer have. Joaquin dressed up in the kind of traditional Joker outfit, except it's a 1980s inspired Joker outfit, so it does actually look like Caesar Romero's outfit. <laughs> so if this turns out, like, Warner Brothers could still ruin this film by basically saying, oh, by the way, it's a prequel to the. Uh, um, Adam the West. Adam West. 1960s, 1960s camp psychedelic Batman. Batman. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so yeah, good luck, Warner Brothers. Just try not to screw this one up like so you've screwed up every other the one. The other one that's really worth noticing here is Todd Phillips, who's directing. Yeah, what uh, the hell? You, you may may know him more as a frat stoner comedy director because he did The Hangover, he did Old School, he did yeah. Project X. Yep. Um, these are sort of like the, you know, the goofy sophomoric style comedies yeah, that you yeah. would expect. And now he's come around and he's done this incredibly dark and gritty character piece with a yeah. bo- like beloved Psych- superhero psychological character. intrigue. And it just, it does, it looks, it looks far too good. And, and maybe... <laughs> Maybe they've just got someone who's good at cutting a trailer together to make well, us all thing. get super that's excited. The like the whole, there's like uh, the music track which is a, a cover of um, Smile When Your Heart Is Breaking, Smile Something Something Something. Yeah. I can't remember what that song's called. It's probably uh, called Smile, to be honest. Probably, but yeah. yeah. But it's 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 very creepy and moody and atmospheric, and I just really hope that that comes through in the film. But, you know, I've been wrong before. I think we've all been wrong <laughs> by DC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Anyway, go and see that film later this year. And now we begin the Dave Bautista Fest. First film for you is My Spy, directed by Peter Segal and starring Dave Bautista, Chloe Coleman and Kristen Scholl. I'm just not that good with people. There is one thing I'm good at. The mission was to find out what they knew, but that's kind of difficult now that you killed everyone. I just don't think you're cut out for the intelligence. This is your last shot. How's school going? Oh my god, you have jelly all over your face. I'm definitely posting that on Insta. Is it too late to homeschool me? Are you CIA? How'd you get in here? Oh, okay, she has a camera. She might be streaming. If Kim finds out we got made by a nine-year-old, my career's over. What's the option? Kill her. Make it look like an accident. Yeah, maybe the stairs. What? Wow, still recording. So, as we mentioned, uh, it is a Dave Bautista fest, and this particular one has him as a, a CIA spy yeah. who's going on his last chance mission, basically. He- he's too violent, he kills too many people, and when they need to extract information, when they go in, everyone's dead. Yeah. In a big fiery explosion that he's just sort of turned his back on and walked away. Yeah, he away walks away as, from it, never uh, looks at the explosion. Uh, yeah, and so um, he uh, meets up with an unlikely child who's being bullied at school, and well, I think the, the child stumbles on, so they're hidden away in a sort of uh, safe house somewhere, he and Kristen uh, Shaw. Who's, who's that very stereotypical person behind the keyboard with the big computer yeah, screens exactly. and monitors everything? Uh, and uh, she, this little girl basically notices some dodgy goings on uh, and she finds out that these two spies are housed in their safe house and basically says, what's going on here? Um, and the two of them are just like, we have no idea what to do. <laughs> so basically, the na- the natural conclusion is we will take her on. I think she, she wants... She basically bribes them. Yeah, she bribes them because or she's black, being bullied yeah. at school and she's just like, you're the big CIA person. Yep. You can teach me how to take care of myself, yep. how, to, how to be assertive, how to be a spy person. And in turn, she teaches him how to... Uh, notice happiness in the world and joy in the world and sure. and not like assess everyone for the potential threat and, yeah. and everywhere that you walk in as with their uh, every exit route and every most likely place to find <laughs> guns. Um, There's some fun gags in this uh, uh, trailer just, as well. Yeah, like actually funny jokes yeah. in the trailer. Nice little character moments. Looks like some pretty decent action. Yep. I don't think Dave Bautista can act. I think no, I think, think he's perfect as the the red emotionless alien from yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy because he doesn't have to put anything behind his actions. No. But when you see him without that prosthetic makeup and you're like, oh, there's actually a semi-humanoid face there somewhere, and he opens his mouth to speak, I'm like, I, I still not quite. I don't buy that you're a person. I don't buy that you're human. But I mean, like, I I remarked when we were watching this trailer that it feels like it's taking up where Arnie and. Uh, yeah films like Kindergarten Cop left off in that it's an actor who really, I mean, like, Arnie can't act. No, he like, can't. He's come off... Sylvester he, Stallone can't act. No, and, I mean, he didn't really go down the whole, like, family-friendly route, to be fair, but... Uh, uh, stop or my mum will shoot? I, I was not going to mention that, but anyway, I was talking about films that actually were successful. Uh, Kindergarten Cop actually made a fair bit of money. Um, but, like, it's it's the whole, like, playing off the whole... Um, putting a an actor or a person of his caliber who's usually renowned for playing the big hulking uh you know dangerous yeah. hitman sort of style and putting him in a situation that he really doesn't belong 
Uh, and this feels like a continuation of that. And like, it's great to have another film like that. I, it's been a while. It has been. I think there was a big spate of them in the early nineties yeah. of like, cause we had all of those guys doing the big action films yeah. of the eighties. Yep. Um, did Jean-Claude Van Damme end up doing a... He probably did. I, mean, I don't remember Street it. Fight? No, Street Fighter doesn't count. No, it, it, he needs to have done a... Hey, I, he did it's double tr- team yeah. with Dennis Rodman. It's true. I'm not sure if that counts. But it's it very much a... Um, <laughs> we had an era of big hulking guys being yeah. because, ac- you know, action you, heroes. You, and now let's turn it around and say, is it going to come out of the same thing with we've had big hulking guys be uh, superheroes? Yeah. And now it's like, let's... Well, those those franchises are dwindling down. Hopefully, yeah. finally, we might get something else. But you know, the thing is, like, the, the person before Dave who was doing these kind of films was Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He was, yeah. The problem with Dwayne The Rock Johnson is that he can actually act. Yeah, and he's very charismatic. And, and he's he has very a, quippy. I watched something quite recently. I think it was on uh, John Oliver with uh, the, the... He did a WWE special. Yeah. And how they're quite... A, like, there's been a number of people since Dwayne yeah. that they've tried to build up to be the same level the hero, of style. Yeah. But he, he really is quite unique yeah. in his level of sort of like charisma yeah. and personability yeah. and his actual ability to act on the screen, <laughs> which I just think most of these big roided up guys just don't... like. Maybe it is the roids that sort maybe. of kills off something in there Who somewhere. Knows? But anyway, let's swing over to the second Dave Bautista film for this week's episode, which is... Stuba, directed by Michael Douse and starring Kamal Nanjiani, Dave Bautista, and Iko Uwais. Please be a five-star ride. Hey! Uber? Yeah, be cool, be nice. I'm Stu, how do you do? Compton. I'm LAPD, let's go. Do you have a more specific address? Compton! Stop yelling, neighborhoods, that's not how... Uber works. Hi. Hi, ladies. What the hell's going on? You selected the Uber pool option. Uber what? Ladies, official police business. Is that even real? Get out of the car! Official police business? She's going to see a friend. Take this. Oh, I am not touching that. It's a baby gun. It allows you to fire it while crying. So Kumail Nanjiani is one of my favorite comedians. Yep. Um, I'm very happy to see him in films. Yep. And the basic premise of this one is he plays an Uber driver who, yes. uh, obviously, you know, making extra money at night, yep. pr- doing something that he probably doesn't enjoy so much. Uh, enter slightly drunk and acerbic uh, Dave Bautista, who is a no-nonsense cop. An undercover cop, I, I, I might I, say as well. Yeah, he, he flashes his badge around in a sense that I'm not sure he's remaining undercover. He doesn't look particularly good at his job, yep. and he looks very... I'm not even sure if there's an alcoholic sort of air, air to this, but he's very um, he's very gruff. He's very... Yeah, uh, rough and tumble. Yeah, it's, and, it's... and, uh, and he essentially commandeers Kumail Nanjiani uh, to be his driver as he goes around and they get themselves into an escalating series of events with uh, the criminal underbelly of whatever city it happens to be set in. Let's put it this way. The premise of this film makes no sense. It but is like, actually is collateral to Tom uh, Tom Cruise maybe? and Jamie Foxx, yeah. where Tom Cruise is an assassin who gets Jamie Foxx to drive him around. Yep. It's that but a comedy with a buddy cop, Dave Bautista. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Dave Bautista is going around trying to track down criminals and getting into fights and gunfights and explosions and all sorts of stuff. Car chases, And yeah. uh, Kamali is just sort of there struggling to keep up, basically. <laughs> and Dave's, like, trying to teach him various things, like how to shoot a gun. Look, and, and I kind of think the the previous one, My Spy, where there's definitely life lessons to be learned on either yeah. side. I don't think this one has that kind of thing. <laughs> it's very much just hold on to the edge of your seat because yep. we're, we're taking you out of your comfort zone. Yep. And, uh, 
you will probably die because you're you're not supposed to be in gunfights. You're yeah, not supposed exactly. to be you know shooting explosives as cars drive behind you. You're not yep. supposed to be doing like massive like Any whiplash turns. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it looks fun. There's, again, a couple of good fun gags in it and, uh, yeah, an entertaining kind I of premise. I assume that Kumail Nanjiani plays a character called Stu? Uh, yes, he does. All and, right. Cause, and uh, he's an Uber driver. He's so an he's... Uber driver because, like it said, the film was called Stuba and I'm like, that'd only be funny if the, the Kumail was a character called Stu, but I don't <laughs> think they established that in the trailer, so I'm going to make Not an really. assumption. Yeah. So, anyway, assumption correct. There you go. Anyway, go and see that film later this year. Those are the three trailers for this week's episode, but of course, before we can do anything with those, we're going to have to take a little walk over to the green room. And here we are. Let's have a quick recap of this week's trailers. We have a uh, psychological prequel story of a uh, well-known superhero villain. Great. We also have... Dave Bautista Buddy Cop. And we also have... <laughs> Dave Bautista Buddy Cop. <laughs> All right. I believe it's my turn this it week is. to choose. Uh, look, we're going to make another Dave Bautista Buddy... It, 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 I mean, it has to be done, and it also yep. saves time trying to yep. do primary casting. Exactly. But the film that I'm taking is Joker. My mind is blown. <laughs> my that is That is a phenomenal blend. Yep. So what do we do if, if there's a psychological superhero <laughs> origin story who... That that character is Dave Bautista's yeah. unlikely Look, fish out of water. We buddy don't cop. necessarily have to do superhero per se, but no. I do like the psychological angle, and, the, and it I needs think, to be a body. And I think it thing. does have to be an origin oh, story of, know, of a character. You know what? I've got it. Uh, we do Dave Bautista, and his buddy is Dave Bautista. Split personality or twins, one of the two. Um, okay, I like it. And uh, that that because it also reminds me of like if talking about action heroes doing bad comedies in the nineties, twins, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger (laughs) twins. At at some stage, Dave Bautista could become pregnant, and we could throw in some Junior in there as well. Yeah, all right. Does that happen? (laughs) Have you not seen Junior? Which is I have, but like, can we like should we do that now? Probably not. But but I think I think that's they're the tropes that we're drawing upon. It's a shame because I had this whole idea of like Dave Bautista giving birth to himself. I, I kind of I like actually probably more like the idea of there is actual regular Dave Bautista yep and then there is his son who is not his son but it's just a clone of Dave Bautista <laughs> so we have this generational thing where you probably have old Dave Bautista yeah okay actual Fine. age Dave Bautista and then we cast someone who is Dave Bautista's son yep who he has to teach all of the knowledge of being how it is to be a Bautista. Yeah, but really they were the result of a secret government experiment. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, and uh, It's got elements of that, the bad Star Wars prequels where yep. they're like yep. clone, I, cloning Boba Fett or Jango Fett to be stormtroopers. Yep, but I can add the psychological torment into this now. So Ooh. if we say that, uh, you know, Dave Bautista Jr., is uh, made from regular Dave Bautista. Maybe it's because they took a little part of him. Like there's part of his genetic coding that they've physically taken from him so that regular Dave Bautista doesn't have it anymore. And it's just that psychological torment of I must get my part back. Must get it. All right. I kind of... Well, when you said that, like, maybe, like, he's actually physically missing his little finger. Maybe. And every time that they they create this new genetic Dave Bautista, the previous Dave Bautista has to give up and so there's like a rite of passage <laughs> why? I don't know why 
<laughs> it's genetics. Future genetics. That's right. Yeah, we don't. I've never seen again talking about John Claude Van Damme. Universal Soldier. Yep. Is that one where they're they're trying to breed super soldiers through genetic research? Maybe was that the one that was a like weird sequel to Blade Runner? Or am I thinking of some other film called Something Soldier? Maybe. Who knows? I, I didn't. Don't know. I mean, and it, stylistically, it's set in the future. It's all dark and it's all grim and it's yeah. all gritty and it's wet quite a lot. I think it was like a film set in the same universe as Blade Runner, basically, and like it dealt. With, anyway. Going way off topic. This is, this is this is the kind of aesthetic that I want. I want it yep. dark. I want it gritty. Yep. We've got Dave Bautista. I think we have to cast his son potentially. Do we? I mean, and they're both. They're, they're being one of them is a brainwashed um, super soldier who is then trying to teach his son yep. to be a super soldier. But yep. they're learning from one another. His son is like the first in the long line of clone Bautistas yep. who doesn't actually want to be a super soldier. Okay. And then they have to break out of this government compound and they're on the run yep. from the scientists and yep. the military organization who created them, yep. learning what is this really strange father and son relation because they're not actually father and yeah. son. Yeah. They are clones clone of themselves, clone, but yeah. they're also independent people. All right, I like this. So what if, uh, I think that what it should have been is like Dave Bautista regular Dave Bautista has sort of been overlooking this sort of clone production line yeah. of himself, basically. He's seeing all these uh, other clones who basically act exactly like super soldiers. Yes. And they get shipped out to other countries to wage war with sure. whoever. Uh, uh, except then there's one one of them comes along and he's just a bit different. He doesn't seem to fit the same super soldier mold that all the rest of them do. And regular Dave Bautista starts going, I can't, I can't do this. Like, I can't... He is too different to the rest of them, and that's where the bond forms. Right, okay. Because he's the sort of odd one out. He's the, like, ugly duckling of the group who... Um, doesn't doesn't conform to the same. And you know what the evil scientists do with the the people the ones that don't conform? What the, yeah, they they, they they just terminate them. They no, just they, like, yeah, they they crush, they pulverize them. Yeah. They feed them into the new clones that are about to be born. And and Dave Bautista has seen this happen a couple of times. Yep. To to like we learn throughout the story yep. that he's actually had these relationships with the outlier Bautistas. Yep. And then it's every time he sees them crushed, yep. literally crushed, yep. he is emotionally crushed. Yes. And then he's like, enough is enough. And so that's that's where it starts out, that he but decides I, to try and rescue this yeah. outlier Bautista. You know, what, uh, you know what the twist of the end needs to be? I'll go straight to the end. Right, sure. But the whole, uh, the, the cycle of him finding all these outlier Bautistas is something that's been actually manufactured by the scientific corporation to try and evolve the original Dave Bautista into a higher level of super oh, soldier right. by like crushing him emotionally time and time again by giving him these like slightly different Bautistas who are more uh who he connects with more and then taking them away it's just been this whole scheme at the end he thinks it's just like a random occurrence that keeps happening and the the one that he actually takes out is like the first time he's ever done it and he feels like it's his skills and his like talent that's doing it but really what's all orchestrated by this like shady scientific corporation. Yeah. Guess what? There's what? A, a thousand other factories yeah. bre- bre- breeding a million other Bautistas. Exactly. All trying to get this one result of him <laughs> being emotionally crushed. Yep. Guess what? Also set in the Blade Runner universe. Yes. This is Tyrell's <laughs> original experiment before right, the... Cool. There yep. wasn't the Nexus 5. I yeah, can't yeah, remember yeah. what the... So we, we we leave off from the end of Blade Runner 1. No. No, prequel. 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 Yeah. 
All right. So pre, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. This is these are the original. These are the Nexus ones. Yep, yep. The, and they're, they're they're trying to like yeah they're trying to perfect the human emotion of these replicated yep. uh, humanoids. I think they got to Nexus seven, five, or seven or something Somewhere in the original Blade Runner. One, film, of, the, so one of the higher numbers. Maybe this isn't even one. Maybe this is two or point, three or point four, three or something. Yeah, one of the beta. Versions. We'll get some boffin who knows about the Blade Runner universe <laughs> to flesh it out for yep, us. Yep, great. Uh, I I think like the scientific lab. Yeah, well, I mean this is great. We just the 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 art design is already done. The art yep. direction is just we just pull it all. Like we there. probably see some the building of that. Tyrell Corporation pyramid, yep, like yep. is in its infancy, it's actually sort of just yep. been constructed. Yep, maybe they were constructed by an army of Dave Bautistas, like the yeah. original versions of Dave Bautistas. In this very sort like, of like Egyptian slave yeah, kind of exactly. pyramid building scheme, yep. yeah. They were more just gormless robots who didn't really have a personality, yeah. so they're like, great, start laying bricks, buddy. You don't get to the <laughs> stage where you've got a Harrison Ford who actually feels and experiences human emotions unless you go through the millions of Dave Bautista clones to to get to a point where you've actually found one who can feel we should do then we'll have a bunch of like really odious uh, easter eggs as well so we'll have like somewhere hidden away there's like a shot of a lab and they're busily constructing the Harrison Ford replicant if you subscribe to that yeah or, or they're br- busily <laughs> having two people make a baby the normal way exactly. because he's definitely a human if you subscribe <laughs> to that theory we'll do both we'll do both and that'll really annoy the fans you're just like you have not answered the question and you've made it worse uh, alright cool we get to meet Voight Kampf <laughs> Uh, who invented the eponymous the test machine? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Great. Uh, all right. This and, is great. And the turtle who lays on his back in the hot <laughs> desert sun. He's in this one as well. <laughs> all right. Great. Uh, <laughs> oh, we should meet the original owl as well from the Terrell Corporation yeah. that they ended up replicating. Uh, anyway, so if we, what needs to happen there? What's the outcome for like OG Dave Bautista, or like before he realizes that he isn't really. OG like obviously the reveal at the end is that he's he realizes that he's not the original and that he's one of many one of many one yeah. of many original speaking Baltistas. of I'm fairly sure that's also the twist at the end of the sixth day with Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> it is actually um this has a, a actually if we want to make it dark and gritty Road to Perdition oh yeah uh, has this yep. like the same sort of father and son yep. journey um yeah um which I quite like so yep. we can steal elements from that oh as yeah well. so we have like Dave Bautista taking on um the security forces of the Terrell Corporation yeah. who have been sent in. So this is like pre, um, pre, uh, pre Blade Runners. Yes. Uh, so they just work for Terrell Corporation, I th- I, look, and they just I'm like fairly sure stuff. the Blade Runners themselves, the organization, had yep. to be formed yep. because of Rogue. Dave Bautista. Um, Dave Bautista. Yeah. He's, he's the impetus that forms that organization. Uh, so you know what I think then should happen? The way that the film should end is that Dave Bautista like, unleashes all the other Dave Bautistas into the world. Yep, and, and, then, so, and then he's lost like tears in the rain. Exactly. He just fades away into the mist, into the rain. Uh, and basically we cut back to the Terrell Corporation and uh, Terrell, William Terrell. Is it William Terrell? I don't know. The guy with the glasses um, is like slamming his fists on the desk and then he just calls up his uh, his contact in Chinatown, the guy that makes the eyeballs. Yep. And it's just like, begin the Blade Runner program. Yeah. And then it's just like, cut to black. And then, then he crosses out like Nexus 3 on a piece of paper and writes <laughs> Nexus 4. And we know that, we yeah. know that and then, it's progressing. And then the Vangelis score kicks in and yeah. then the credits roll. <laughs> um, so it sort of begs the question, how old is the young Dave Bautista? Well, Are we the- going like... T- uh, 6, 12, 16, 20. Well, I don't know. I feel like a, a nice teenage. 12, I think, is a good sort of yeah, like, it's got that sort of coming teens. of age sort of bit. But you know what I want to do? I know you said cast someone. I mean, no one looks like Dave Bautista. That's the point. Like, I, I don't think we can get 
I don't think we can make Dave Bautista look 12. No, we can't, but we can with CGI. No, this is the point. This is why I love the look of the Joker is, and, and even like Blade Runner is we're not using computer graphics right, in that okay. way. It's, it's, the production quality has to be really good. Right. Like, well, I mean, we're still going to have to use CGI. We're going to have to make hundreds of, like thousands of Dave Bautista's I know, but it's, it's done tastefully in a way where you don't see it so close. And we probably a- shoot shoot it on a green, like shoot it on a, on a, on a matte screen yep. and then get Dave Bautista to test stand one step to the left yeah, that's what I was and then say. again yeah, we'll and again him. and again and we'll He'll- compile thousands <laughs> of, of actually him so we can this is stretching his acting limits to the absolute limit I mean, really it, because he has end to up, play it'll end up looking like we've just got the same sprite and just animate it and then put it over because he's just like he's just doing exactly the same thing in each shot yeah. it's like well that doesn't look like the realistic it's human like, movements of an actual human and it was it's like, like well it's Dave Bautista what did you expect like, no, no 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 Dave don't do exactly what you did in your last take do something slightly different and then he just says in his like deadpan um, Guardians of the Galaxy style way it's just like one of my hairs moved in that previous take yeah. uh, alright cool that yeah sure we'll, we'll shoot him several thousand times to make sure that we're not really using CGI in this film. It's all going to be matte comp together in camera yeah. like they did on the original Blade Runner. Exactly. All right, cool. There's got to be uh, a young uh, a actor who, who is like, <laughs> I, like in my mind, Jake Lloyd is like, really? Like, no, but like that kind of like style of kid yeah. who had promise as a child actor yeah. could now, we could now sort of further their career could, instead uh, of going back to school and being yeah. bullied and turning into a, a bit of a delinquent like Jake Lloyd did. Yeah. We actually say, hey, no, beyond that child acting, we're going to give you the opportunity to be in the Blade Runner prequel with Dave Bautista. <laughs> so, you know who are, I mean, the only child actor that I know that is kind of in the Jake Lloyd mold is the one from Iron Man three and Jurassic World, uh, the the like so not t- um, Ty Simpkins I think his name is so Nick Robinson is the older brother is, is that one right yeah yeah I think it is it's Ty Simpkins because we I mean the the children actors of Jurassic Park films haven't really gone on to do much no um so is this the opportunity for Ty Simpkins I think so I think so granted he's seventeen now oh, it's it's too much but and, I mean he I I assume that and when- could could you believably in your heart of hearts think that he was the clone of Dave Bautista. Well, look, Jurassic World was shot in 2015, right? So that was four years ago, which means that the kid in that film who's meant to be 12 is actually... uh, 13. 13. All right, damn it. Damn you, Matt. You foiled (laughs) me again. No, he's playing like an eight-year-old in that film, right? Oh, who knows? But he looks... I mean, he looks young. What other... There's got to be other good kid actors somewhere. You know what I watched the other day, which I enjoyed a surprising amount was Goosebumps. Oh, yeah. The, the Jack, the Jack Black, Black one. Okay. That, like, and, and to me, whoever cast that film did a perfect job. They, okay. they had um, uh, incredibly funny actors yep. from lots of different places. Jack Black wasn't on form for Jack Black, but even not on form, Jack Black is quite good. Yep. The the um, the trio of three kids who are unraveling a mystery were fantastic. The auxiliary ar- uh, adult characters were good. Yep. Um, and was sort of like they tastefully sort of handled the premise. Yep. It descended a little bit into madness towards the end. Yeah, but the, the thing that I really took away was casting in that was great. Yeah. So I think we don't need to cast um, a young Dave Bautista. We just need to cast our casting director <laughs> and that's going to be whoever was the <laughs> casting director from Goosebumps. <laughs> 
all right, great. Um, this is great because we usually have to audition casting directors. No, yeah. Now we don't have to. No, cast, right, casting so director whoever, from Goosebumps. Whoever was the casting director on Goosebumps, uh, and if you're listening right now, get in touch with us because yeah. we'd love you to we cast our film. We need you to film. find a young Dave Bautista, please. <laughs> please, very much, please. It will be the casting challenge of a lifetime. Uh, and, uh, yeah, good luck with that. But really, the entire film hinges on that because... Uh, Dave and uh, whoever this actor will be do have quite a lot of uh, work to do. Yeah, exactly. They're going to be carrying the film um, and all their clones will as well. (laughs) All right. I think the final thing we need for this film is a name. Uh, I mean, we're tempted to like use the Blade Runner name, but I don't want to because it's it's pre-Blade Runner. No, it's pre-Blade Runner. The Blade Runner doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, what what was the number of Blade Runner 2048? What was... Uh, t- 2048? Yeah, that sounds Sounds about right. About right. One yeah. of those numbers. Can we call it, like, Nexus 3? Is that... I think so. Is that, I think it kind of works. Yeah. The Nexus 3? I don't remember. Like, in um in the opening credits of Blade Runner, they, they there's certain names that are in red text. I don't remember if they're called the Nexus 6 or Nexus 6. I think Nexus 3, just on its own. I think that kind of works. Nexus yep. 3? Yep. Starring Dave Bautista. Bautista and uh, casted by... And uh, casted by <laughs> from the casting director of Goosebumps the movie. I, th- I think like that's definitely going to come up in uh, in the credits. From the casting director that brought you... I wonder what other films they've cast. That's it's not really a position that comes up quite so frequently. Well, was that, that that Annabelle film we watched last week had a kid in it? And like they seemed pretty good. Yeah. Uh, there's the... I mean, whoever casted that... Another horror film, that uh, Spanish-sounding one with the like... I can't remember what it was, what it was called, but um, there's two kids in that, and they seem pretty good. Clearly, like, I mean, they should know what they're doing. Exactly, but we we really want those kids that go on to be stars, and yep. so you, the people can look back at their earlier career and go, "Hey, look, they did Nexus <laughs> three when they were just twelve years old." Yeah, and or they did Nexus three when they were sixteen years old, playing we, a twelve year old. You know what we need to do as well? We need to ensure that whoever plays uh, young or the son of Dave uh, Bautista. Um, doesn't get relegated to doing nothing afterwards, a la Jake Lloyd. So we need to immediately put them into another film. Yeah. That's uh, actually, fine. no, not immediately. We'll put them into another film maybe three or four years from now so that yeah. they've grown up a little bit uh, and um, people won't have forgotten who yeah. they are by that time. Because I've forgotten all the Goosebumps kids actors for sure, like, because they've not been anything else since. Uh, I mean, yeah, I suppose it was only like two years ago, but they, all of them had come from TV shows that I yeah. quite liked. Um, and they were great in those TV shows, yep. making a move into uh, Hollywood films, yep, yep. and then uh, yep. back on the descent into delinquency <laughs> and afterwards. So <laughs> we, it's the the tale as old as time. Hollywood will, does this to everyone. We will foster their careers so they don't go down the Jake Lloyd path. Yes, I think we should probably get some financial planning in there so they yes, turn out will. more like the the Hollywood kids who are very yep. uh, the Hollywood uh, the the um, Hogwarts kids yep. who all seem to have like been given really sound financial planning advice yeah, I, uh, like i suppose it also helps they were in eight films right, and were so, paid so we'll get a lot the of financial of planner of harry the harry potter saga yes absolutely and the casting director, director of goosebumps. goosebumps and that will be on the poster yeah <laughs> from the financial planners that bought your children's stars from the harry potter series yeah fantastic all right i think that's a wrap on nexus three i think you're right Housekeeping. We are online at moviefilmstudios.net where you can find all of our episodes, our bios, and Mufbuzawudada, the database of films that we've made on this podcast. We are on Facebook and we're also on Instagram. Just search for Movie Film Studios and join the communities there. Uh, on Facebook, we post emoji clues and anagram clues and translation clues as to the trailers we've watched. 
very easy this week. Uh, oh, yeah. I think the longest trailer has six letters in it mm-hmm. between Joker, My Spy, and Stuba. <laughs> Not a lot of room. There is a Joker emoji of just a Joker, so that made my life a lot easier. Cool. Um, uh, Stuba, uh, the only <laughs> word that uh, anagrams that is Buster. Buster. And My Spy just doesn't <laughs> Google Translate very well. Uh, in any language that I put in, it's Mio Spiro. Yeah, I'm like, right. oh, thank you. Es Mio Spiro. I'm like, Mosh Spaletto. I'm like, this is, it's just a possessive um, pronoun and, and an, uh, a noun. It, it's not going to be garbled no matter how many cycles I put it through. So yeah, that's congratulations right. if you recognized when it, one of the many <laughs> languages that I put it in this week as being my spy because it pretty much still says my spy no matter what language it's in. Look, we've had complaints that the game is really hard. So maybe this is the it's true. This is the way to get involved. Uh, on uh, Instagram, we actually post. We've started posting some little animated snippets of the episodes, yeah. As well, so if you don't really feel like uh, you know sampling a podcast by listening to an entire forty-minute episode, how about a one-minute snippet? Yeah, where it's just a completely out of context bit and from the podcast. Feel free if you have little bits that you. have think would make good little animated posts let us know yeah. your favorite moments from um, from episodes and who knows they provided might have- they're a minute long because yeah. instagram's limit is pretty hard on that <laughs> <laughs> if you like dave bautista have a bunch of clones and they're looking for various ways to listen to our podcast uh have a look for us on podbean spotify youtube itunes uh pretty much any other place that you get podcasts from our website and you know just do a random google search see what comes up uh you might get movie film trailers which is the youtube channel that we use to watch trailers every week uh who aren't a subsidiary of ours for some reason uh and uh yeah and i think that's it all that remains this week is to thank you once again for listening i've been isaac and i've been aj roll credits Watch me.